What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday episode of the show. We're talking Bengals, Packers, Scouts, Expansion Draft, all kinds of good stuff. Kyle, happy Thursday to you. And you nailed it down. Well, you're in the you're in the intro. I'm saying Thursday. It's Thursday, 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 and you got it. I didn't yesterday, and people would never know unless you did me wrong with the, what you posted. Nope, no, nope, and I didn't. I promise. Thank you. Thought yesterday was Thursday, so it wasn't though. So, um, little NFC and AFC North action today. Yep. So that'll be nice. Nope, yep. We're doing the Bengals and the Packers as we continue to forge our way forward and, and finalize who's available for the San Diego Scouts expansion draft. It just occurred to me that Joe Mixon's a free agent after this year. Is he really? Yeah. No, it's because you're sitting here looking at the eligible yeah. players. You're cheating and looking ahead. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have said it. I mean, we're right fresh off the heels of former uh, Miami Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert saying he wants to trade yeah and so i'm true. thinking why haven't i heard a thing about joe mixon wanting to get paid and that's i have a question yeah good question do you know um your guy uh jermaine pratt's gonna be eligible to put up here yeah guess what he won't be he's too good of a player <laughs> <laughs> careful we're gonna get bad reviews I know. That, that, one, that one person that called me a fraud in the the reviews right. of the show for <laughs> having some fun at Jermaine Pratt's expense because I wasn't a fan of his film coming out of college is, is seething somewhere. Ears are probably burning. Lord knows he's not listening to the show anymore. Right. So. Yeah, he's out. We lost a listener. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Somehow I'll, I'll live. <laughs> I'll be okay with it. All right, Cincinnati Bengals schedule prediction. Let's do it, Kyle. Yeah, okay. So we've picked six games for the – or eight games for the Bengals. Yeah. They're They're okay. They've already equaled their win total from last year. Terrific. Yeah, yeah, we're in good shape. Now, we didn't pick either Ravens game, so that's not a great start. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there, Joe. Week one, the L.A. Chargers come to town to play the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. I think that, I mean, I, I think we can sit here and romanticize about the Bengals stealing a week one win. I don't think it happens. This is Joe Burrow's first taste of NFL action, right? Like, there's no preseason. There's a lot for him to to acclimate and adjust to here. And, I mean, the Chargers got a really good pass rush. Jerry Tillery should be better next, this coming season. They've got a really good secondary. Derwin James. I mean, I, in the Bengals' offensive line's bad. I just don't like the dynamics of this matchup. I agree with you, and I want to use this time since it's a general consensus and we've picked several other early games um, to ask you, because you never responded, I asked Twitter yesterday who their three most underrated <laughs> edge defenders in the NFL are, and one of my three is Melvin Ingram from the Chargers. Okay. I'll tell you, the reason I didn't respond is because it, it came up in one of our, our group dms that we're in and you know. all i see is other people criticizing the players that other people say are underrated i'm like this isn't a safe place i'm not gonna put something out here that that people are gonna yell at before you like, could have no, responded just... to the tweet um yeah but i didn't i don't know because i pasted it in that group to solicit their takes 
didn't seem safe. Didn't seem safe. I thought I did think about it. I spent time thinking about it. And was Melvin Ingram on your list? I, I mean, do people don't people don't think he's one of the best edges in the league, like a top twenty no, edge? You don't oh. you don't you don't think casual fans who don't watch any Chargers football because they're a West Coast team and they play in a soccer stadium for 12,000 people. So we're taken from that angle. Then, yeah, I think Melvin Ingram and another player in this game. I think Carlos Dunlap belongs on that list. Yeah, Carlos Dunlap was one I got a couple of, and that's a great answer. I mean, he's been unbelievably consistent. Mm -hmm. Ingram's Uh, had a great five-year stretch from sack production, but his versatility is like – ironically came from South Carolina, right? Like he's, he's the small version of Clowney for all the things he can do in a front seven. So do I have to give up, come up with a third one, or am I good on two? No, no, we're fine. So right. week two, the Bengals play in Cleveland on Thursday night. Ah, it's tough. Sorry, sorry to see it, but that's a loss. Yeah, I agree. Road game, Thursday night football, short week, no good. Now they they could take advantage of the long weekend. They beat Philly week three because we predicted that. Yes, was it Monday? So wait a minute. Yeah, we did. But wait, so Jonah Williams, we're glad you're healthy. Thanks for coming back. Here is Melvin Ingram, Nick Bose, or Miles Garrett, uh, Brandon Graham, and whatever great Jacksonville Jaguars pass rusher that you want to face. And then the Ravens week five. <laughs> Was going to come at you with every blitz they have in the kitchen sink. Yep, correct. <laughs> You're going to be looking forward to Justin Houston in week six. <laughs> so, then, Oh, by the way, Miles Garrett's back. <laughs> week, week seven. seven. Yep. And then you get Harold, and then you get Harold Landry week eight before the bye. So, <laughs> murder. TJ Watt. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonah. Oh man. So we're two and two here through the yeah, first. Yeah, because four. we've already picked the Bengals to win at home against Jacksonville week four. Yep. Now week five, they go to Baltimore. Yeah. Come on. Come on. This yeah, is this an L. This is an L. Okay, this is an L. Week six in Indianapolis, two-week home stretch or two-week road stretch ahead of a two-week home stretch before the bye week, which means Cincinnati's not going to have to travel for a month. Good for them. That'd be nice. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think they win. I don't think they go into Indianapolis and win this game. It's a tough draw, right? It is. It's, um, you know, Colts are well-coached football team. Phillip Rivers should be well within his groove. They've got weapons. Um. Colts have a really good offensive line. They should be able to control the line of scrimmage. Now, well, the, the Bengals got a good defensive line, though. Let's be honest. Here's the good news, Joe. They're home against the Bengals or against the Browns, and I think this is a dub. Yeah, bounce revenge win here. Yep. They just kind of they they got tough draw against two potential playoff teams in Baltimore or. Let's say let's call it what is Baltimore's playoff team. And the Colts with Phillip Rivers, who had a month to get his his feet underneath of him in Indianapolis. But a home game against Cleveland. I don't think there's such a, a disparity here between the two teams that it's not within reason to say home home team takes each game in this season series. Yeah. And the, I mean, I think just they're relatively close together. And I, I like the I, I like the idea of whoever loses that first one to bounce back and, and yes. take it up. So. Okay. So, and then we've already predicted them to lose to Tennessee coming off the bye. 
week eight going into Cincinnati's bye. So that is a home loss to the Titans. So three and five going into the bye week? Three and five going into the bye week, yes. More wins than all of last year in the first half of the season. Yeah. Now, you get Pittsburgh coming out of the bye. We've already determined that's an L. It's in Pittsburgh. Here's a nice little stretch here, though, Joe. We got three winnable games. We've already picked one, but we've got three winnable games. They're in Washington. They're at home against the Giants, and then they're in Miami. So we've already picked them to lose in Miami. Yes, that's a December game in Miami for a Northern team. Yeah. So e- either at, at Washington or versus the Giants, I think they'll come away with at least one, one, one win here. And I like the home game against the Giants. Okay, so we're going to put that down as a dub. Yeah, they just don't have any pass rush. They don't, I mean, it's secondary players that, you know, New York? Gotta, yeah, it's got to fit together better than it has yeah. in the past. But Washington's got stallions up front yeah they got a a hell of a front seven but a questionable secondary is this what we talked about where it's like this is one of those games where you could see the final score here being like 13 10 yeah oh this is fun if this is haskins and burrow oh you know burrow's gonna be out for blood are we gonna give it to him on that wait a minute this is that that's compelling to me Yes, it is. And then <laughs> two weeks later, we hit Burrow versus Tua, probably. So, well, I'm, but I mean, Haskins, part of what, right? Haskins Burrow away from Ohio State to, to transfer out of Ohio State. I mean, this is this is, I, I dude, I like. <sighs> you think Burrow's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder and play? He is, but is it going to matter against that pass rush <laughs> with? Bobby Hart. And if he if he Xavier plays crazy, if he plays lights out. Ah, uh, okay. So it, this is about who are we giving the benefit of the doubt to? Correct. <laughs> Let's go, Burrow, man. Okay. I don't. If I just looked at it on a surface level, I'd probably pick Washington to win the game. But that is an intangible and a storyline that, like, that can be something that tips the scale. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest. The only other game we have left to pick is Baltimore. We picked the Bengals to win five games. Yeah, I think that's perfectly reasonable. I, I do too. I do too. I don't feel bad about it. Now, I mean, here's, here's the deal. Do we pick Baltimore to sit their starters week 17? Will it matter? It might for the one seed. Kansas City is 13-3. and three. We haven't done the the Ravens yet, have we? No, but we've picked ten games and they're nine and one. Okay, so they're going to get to thirteen wins, probably. Okay. So the games we here's the games we have not picked for the Ravens right now. Okay, so we're trying to get to fourteen wins. Cleveland week one. Hold on one second. They play Kansas City this year, right? They have to. They're they first do. place teams. They do, and we had Baltimore winning. On Monday Night Football week Okay, three. so they win that game. So they have the tiebreaker. They yeah. just have to get to 13 wins. Yeah, if they're 13-2, and two, entering week 17, they have the first round by. Yeah, because there's nobody else getting the 14 wins in the AFC. Right, so right now we need four wins. Okay, list them off. Cleveland week one in Baltimore. Dub. Uh, we're doing it right now. We're not going to do their expansion players, but we're going to do it right now because we're going through uh. Okay. <laughs> so Baltimore, week one dub. 
We have them winning week two against Houston, winning week three at home on Monday night football against the Chiefs. Week four, they're in Washington. Win. Dub. That's two. We're okay. We've picked two games. We're halfway to, to 13. We've picked wins against uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore, a win against the Eagles in Philadelphia, a win against the Steelers in Baltimore. By week, Baltimore coming off the bye on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Off the bye, it's a win. Off the bye, it's a win. You're, you're yeah. going to be that quick to dismiss it? Over the Colts? Yeah. Okay, coming off the bye, that's fine. I'll yeah. give it to you. I'll give yeah. it to you. Now, we've already picked them to beat New England in New England. They're beating Tennessee in Baltimore. They've lost, they're losing on Thursday night to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. They're winning on Thursday night in Baltimore against Dallas. They get a long week. Monday night football in Cleveland against the Browns. <laughs> it's the toughest game up in the schedule. They get extra time to prepare. Give me the Browns, though. Stealing a win? Yes. All right. I'm here for it. Browns steal a win Monday night football. They beat Jacksonville week 15 in Baltimore. The last, this is the game. Right now they're 12 and 2, Joe. Okay. They got to beat the Giants at home. They're, they're at home against the Giants. <laughs> okay. Well, win. Yeah. Now, are they going to, they're going to, so they've clinched the first round by, they're going to sit everybody in Cincinnati wins week 17. I can see it. I can see it. Didn't the, didn't the Ravens sit their guys end of last year too? Uh, I don't remember. So much has happened since then. And they, yeah, I mean, they did. And, and they beat the Steelers 28 to 10. Oh, yeah, but they beat the Steelers. Right, with me playing quarterback. Doug basically. Hodge is back there blindfolded. We're talking about a, a Cincinnati Bengals team that's going to be on the uptick all season right. long. Is Joe Burrow. A lot of momentum. Going. Let's go. Six and ten. Six, six and ten. And... Kyle went from calling this team roadkill last year to six and ten. I respect what they've been able to do. <laughs> I just wanted to find a reason to remind people that you called them roadkill. Well, were they not? Yeah, you weren't wrong. <laughs> okay. There you go. Worked out. That we worked both out. Both come home winners. That's great. <laughs> right. They got Joe Burrow, and you were right on the take. All right. So we, we got to go back uh, now here. All right. So we've got six and 10 Bengals, and we've got what were the Ravens? 13 and three. All right. We'll, give, we'll get their, their expansion draft picks here eventually at some point. But first, let me tell you guys about rockauto.com. This is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Okay, Kyle. Time to look up. What's that? I kind of want to just finish the North. <laughs> we got four games for the Browns left to pick. So, but that's what we talked about in the pre-show. That's what I we know, need. I know, I know, I know, I know. 
All right. All right. So players for the Bengals eligible for the expansion draft. You got the spreadsheet open? I got the spreadsheet open. Okay. Let's talk about it. Joe Burrow and Ryan Finley will both be eligible for the expansion draft. Giovanni Bernard, probably the only running back of note that's going to be eligible. Tyler Boyd, the only wide receiver of note that's eligible. Every single other wide receiver on the team is (laughs) other than T. Higgins, who will be available once he signs his rookie contract. Uh, Tight ends, Drew Sample and C.J. Uzoma will be eligible for the expansion draft. Offensive lineman, we're going to make some headway here, dude. Oh, Bobby Hart, Trey Hopkins, Jonah Williams, Billy Price, Xavier Suofilo, Michael Jordan, all eligible, as well as Hakeem Adeniji when he signs the deal. Defensive line, Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, DJ Reader, Sam Hubbard, Rennell Wren, eligible for the expansion draft. Linebackers, Jermaine Pratt, and then three rookies in Marcus Bailey, Keen Davis, Gaither, and Logan Wilson. In the secondary, Trey Waynes, Von Bell, Jesse Bates. That's it. Darius Phillips, maybe. I think he probably makes the team, Maybe, right? if he makes the team. Uh, they, well, they did sign McKenzie Alexander, too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So you want to go ahead and get, put those uh, put Bobby Hart and Xavier Suofilo on put, here? <laughs> put Bobby Fart on here. That's a good start. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because he stinks. You're so stupid. <laughs> Bobby Hart, $5.9 million. Not a chance the scouts are picking him. Okay, I think we should put Xavier Suofilo yes, on here as well. no question. I might, <laughs> I might see if we can't put another guy on here before it's done. Offensive lineman? Yeah. So Suofilo and Bobby Hart. Yeah. Locked in. I'm inclined to think about uh, C.J. Uzoma. I think he's been disappointing for them. It's, that was an interesting contract when they gave it out. Right. I mean, like it was ambitiously on, expensive. Yeah. And it was like the biggest extension they've handed out in like a long time too, at the time or mm-hmm. something at the time. And then it's, then they went out and drafted Drew sample in the second round. Right. I don't know. I mean, they don't really have much in their tight end depth chart. So um, I, don't know. I think, do we want to put Gio Bernard on first? He's like a 32-year-old back who's due $5 million. I know. And he's what? I mean, he's like a pass block. And they just drafted all – they have all these young running backs. Right. Between Travion and Samaje P. Ryan, who they got off waiver wire, and Rodney Anderson's there, and Joe Mixon in a contract year this year. So, he's going to be super expendable. Especially if you're going to pay Joe Mixon. Correct. you shouldn't, but they probably will. Correct. You're, you're not advocating for paying Joe Mixon? I'm not advocating ever for paying a running back a second contract, ever. I'm dead serious about it, too. So you would have traded Christian McCaffrey? Yep, I absolutely would have. I've already told Bills Mafia and Lockdown Bills, like, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, enjoy it for the next three years. They can walk. Yeah, I think that's a good place to be. I just – I can't do it. It's it's too stupid. It's just too – running backs matter in the sense that it's good to have a good running back and it's meaningful, but you never pay them. You just never do it. We're kind of stuck here. I think we're going to have to put Ozoma on. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the defensive line. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to put any, I don't want to expose any of those guys. No, those are, that's, I mean, that's the strength of your football team. Atkins, Dunlap, Reader, Hubbard. 
and they, I mean, the young players in the secondary, I'm not, I'm not touching them either. All right. Write them down. Get your grumblies out of there. And I'm going to speculate. So we have to go with. uh, Uzoma. Yeah. But that's still only four, right? Yeah. We still got to come up with another guy. Jeez. Okay. (laughs) You guys want to sign somebody? Right. Give out a bad contract now. So we don't have to expose a good player. What about Ryan Finley? Oh, you think I care about Ryan Finley? I don't. I'm just saying, like, there's better quarterbacks that are going to be made eligible for the expansion draft. So I don't think he'd get picked. And I also know the GMs of the scouts, and I don't, I don't think they're going to pick him. No, they're not fans of Ryan Finley. But also, like, I'm just kind of thinking of it from the dynamics of, like, is this really the guy you want to be your backup quarterback considering like he has no experience himself? Oh, it really is because they, they said, we're good. We're fine. Ryan yeah, we're Finley, fine. Joe Burrow, and Jake Dolagala. That's all we need. They're gonna I, sign would, I would advocate for putting Finley on before I put somebody else on that's actually of value to the team. Yeah, you know, let's put Ryan Finley on there, and that's because we are smart now as the Bengals, and we learned that we should have a good backup quarterback, and we're going to address that yeah. this offseason. Good, good veteran presence in the backup quarterback spot. All right, so we've done it. Uh, two offensive linemen, Bobby Hart at 5.9 million, Xavier Suafilo at 3.2, running back Gio Bernard, 4.8 million, tight end CG Uzoma, 6.3 million, and quarterback. Ryan Finley. Who's almost the only one that might actually get picked. Correct. But, but only because he's in a contract year at 6.3 mil. Yeah, it's fine. You get your blocking tight end that might be able to catch 10 passes and move on. No, he can catch more than 10 passes. I'm telling you, man, like the hype for Uzoma has, it's exhausted me in terms of waiting for him to turn out into a good player. He like was a meaningful he, player. He, I mean, he earned the con. I wouldn't have paid him what they paid him. But Do he not caught, turn Bengals Nation against me, Kyle. He caught 43 balls for almost 450 yards in 2018 as a 25-year-old. I know, but it's, year. Well, that was his peak, right? Like, he's done. Uh, he's plateaued. Yeah. yeah. But, like, he's 10 balls. Get out of here. Um, Dude's caught 10, more than 10 balls three times in five seasons. And one of the years he didn't, he only played five games as a rookie. Big CG was almost staying here. You butthead. You ready to do the Packers? Uh, yeah, I am. All right, let's do the Packers. So we've picked nine games for the Packers. Interestingly enough, Joe, I think this is worth mentioning. They have a half game lead on the Vikings right now for first place in the North. We're going to be at the point here. We're going to have no choice but to just do divisions. <laughs> Well, the good news is we've, we've picked a lot of Green Bay's late games. So it's like we, we will know their dynamics of the outcome of the season. But I'm just saying, like, week one, they're in Minnesota against the Vikings. Who you got? I, am I, I feel like I'm alone by myself here with this Vikings team and thinking that their depth chart is as bad as we've seen it in a while. Well, I don't disagree with you, but it's kind of just funny how, like, we, we both feel that way. But combined, we've picked eight games for Minnesota and nine games for Green Bay, and Green Bay's got a half-game lead, and that's it. 
and we've got two head-to-head matchups to sort out here. Okay. So I, think I, don't, just... I don't disagree with you, but based on – we've picked half of the Vikings' schedule, and they're five and three. Okay. So Green Bay goes to Minnesota week one. Yes. And they got to <laughs> – yeah. In Minnesota. Spread in this game is going to be Minnesota plus three. Oh, that's disgusting. The last five matchups between these two teams. What's the, do you know the split? I have no idea. Two, two, and one. These assholes had a tie. All right. I think we just give them a split here for the season series. You want to go home and home? Yes. Okay. So Minnesota's going to win week one then. Boom, Minnesota's in first place in the division. Let's go. And well, look so Green no, Bay. I'm, so I'm gr- not skipping ahead to week eight. We're gonna I'm not saying we should. I'm I'm setting the scene here. So Green Bay 0-1 goes has their home opener against the Lions. Oh, that's a dub. Yeah, it's a win. Club dub. Welcome. All right. Now at the New Orleans Saints in week Yikes. three. Yeah. Tough draw. That's a that's Sunday night football, too. Oh, Breeze on Sunday night football. Yep. Oh, Breeze. It's versus a cheat Rogers. code. It's a cheat yeah, code. Well, it's it's in New Orleans, and, and I don't like that for Green Bay. So, win for the Saints. Yep. Loss for the Packers. Now, another primetime game, back-to-back primetime games, Packers against the Falcons in Green Bay on bun- Monday Night Football Week 4. I like, the, I like a bounce-back win for Green Bay here. So do I. They're going to collect themselves. They'll be all right. Coming out of the bye, the Packers come out like gangbusters. We've now established they're going to win their next three games. Because we already picked them coming out of the bye to beat Green, uh, Tampa Bay. We have them the following week beating the Houston Texans. And then they're facing the Minnesota Vikings, which we said we were going to have them split the season series. So now Green Bay is 5-2. and two. And then they go on the road on a short week to San Francisco and lose. So now they're 5-3. and three. The Packers beat the um, Vikings both times last year, by the way. Yes, correct. Okay. All right, so we're, are, keep going here. We're, are we at the Colts game yet? Uh, no, I didn't acknowledge that we have Green Bay at home beating Jacksonville, which is another one of those weird matchups that, like, just I can't ever recall a game that actually <laughs> happened between those two teams. Me neither. Well, I mean, what Natron means in Dorsey Levins. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, wait, was, was that a Hail Mary game? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking of running backs from the late 90s. Packers, Jaguars. I know those teams have both had success with Hail Marys. and I'm just thinking about that old school, those like old school Jaguars uniforms when they first came around against like the Packers. Like, I don't know. Maybe I can't visualize it. It's a weird game. All right. Forget it. I was trying to find it, but I won't. So I found found the touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams week 16 or week one of the 2016 season. That's as close as I got. Here's what you need to know. They played six times. The Packers are four and two all time against the That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. So week 11, Green Bay in Indianapolis against the Colts. I don't know, man. I like like this Colts offensive line with Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack just – Pound in the rock against a Mike. I'm on board. I'm on board. Colts win. Packers drop two in a row and three out of four. 
We have them losing at home to the Bears on the bye, Joe. No bueno. But then they bounce back. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And then they go to Detroit and play the Lions. Does, does Detroit ever beat Green Bay? I think I, we need to know that. So uh, Lions-Packers series history. You don't even need the word series. Just put in history. Uh, okay, so th- how's the- this? The Lions have won three of the last five and four of the last six. Yeah, but not the last two. Correct, and I think that will continue. <laughs> I think Green Bay wins this game. Give them the sweep over the Lions. Yes. Late in the year, this, I mean, the Lions could be just completely falling apart here. Right. All right, All right. and then we've picked. The other three remaining games, we had a Green Bay home win against Carolina, a home loss to Tennessee, and then a road win over Chicago week 17. So 10-6 and Green Bay Packers. Which is interestingly enough, Joe, both the Packers and the Bears would be – they'd be within a game of each other entering that week 17 game. Green Bay would be nine and six, and Chicago would be eight and seven. And if Chicago won the matchup, they would finish ahead of the Green Bay Packers in the standings with both teams tied at nine and seven. Going into the year, the Packers have won seven of the last eight against the Bears. Yeah, well, now it'll be eight of the last 10. <laughs> I'm just saying. They are a week 17 decision going opposite of what we picked to Chicago finishing above the Packers in the standings. Here's what I'll say. In a game like that, you go with the better quarterback. Yes. Like Rodgers is not going to lose to Trubisky with the playoffs on the line. No question. Yeah. Now, Joseph. Kyle Sif. Minnesota's going to make it interesting. That's all I'll say. Sounds like we need to do like Minnesota. We need to do Minnesota and Cleveland. Tomorrow. Yeah, because Cleveland's – no, we should do Indianapolis or uh, Denver on the AFC side. Okay. Well, Because we'll right, right now our sixth seed is the Patriots at 9-7. and seven. Our eighth seed, we have the Browns at 6-6, six and six, the Colts at 6-6, six and six, the Dolphins at 8-8, eight and eight, and the Broncos at 5-5. Five and five. Okay. That's going to get dicey. It's going to be fun. Yes, it is. All right, so we got to pick some players to expose here from the Packers. The Packers. All right, so players eligible to be put on the list for the expansion draft. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback Jordan Love. Running back A.J. Dillon. Uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. E.Q. St. Brown. Jay Sternberger. Billy Turner, Ricky Wagner, Eldon Jenkins, Cole Madison, Dean Lowry, Kingsley Kiki, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Christian Kirksey, Rayshon Gary, Oren Burks, maybe Ty Summers if you think he makes the roster, Adrian Amos, Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, Josh Jackson, Kadar Holman. That's probably it. This is not going to be easy. This is the, we're going to get some players from this squad, dude. You don't have any choice. Let's Um, go. 
So the Packers have $36 million in cap space for next offseason, which is not a ton. Who do they have as expiring? All right, so expiring contracts next year. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Um, Kenny Clark. Oof. David Bakhtiari. Oof. Corey Lindsley. Montrevis Adams. Kevin King. Okay, so, I mean, you said 36 mil? Yeah, and Corey Lindsley was one of those players too. Okay, so that's Bakhtiari, Lindsley, Kenny Clark, boom, there's $36 million. <laughs> At least. <laughs> oh, boy. Yikes. We going to put Rodgers on here? <laughs> Might have to. Time to usher in the Jordan Brother, Love they, era. they just took a first-round quarterback, traded up for him. If this team goes 10-6, and six, they might. If they go 10-6 and six and win the division, they're going to be eager to move on from A-Rod? I mean, they had a, a what, a three-game regression from last year. Right. Rodgers will be reg- 40? I don't know. Well, can we try to do this without Aaron Rodgers first? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's he'll be 30. Tough. He'll be 37. All right, we got to expose some players here. A.J. Dillon? what about dexter williams um or do you think their their backfield next year could be dylan dexter williams and patrick taylor it could be that could be it we don't know for sure and (laughs) be dumb to let both those guys walk for nothing um how about valdez scantling I was thinking either him or Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah. Who do you think is more likely to be expendable? Probably St. Brown? Yes. All right. So put St. Brown on the list. He might get picked. He might. Okay. Um, What's his number? Very small, right? It's less than a million. Yeah. Okay. We got one. I'd love to put Sternberger on here, but I don't think they let him go. Nah, he's gonna be a good player this year. All right, offensive line. We gotta find somebody here. Probably Cole Madison. You want? And they just drafted Runyon, Stepanek, and um, Jake Hansen. All three of them this year. They drafted. Yeah. So I mean, we might put two interior guys on here. Oh, they have Yash Nijman. I can't believe that guy's getting paid for football. Stop. <laughs> We could have put Cole Madison on the list. Yes. I think he's a no-brainer knowing that we still need three more names after putting Cole Madison on the list. So he's due a million dollars. What about um, – Kiki, do you love me? I was thinking about him, but uh, on the offensive line, oh. Lucas Patrick, he's, nah, he's such a modestly priced, like, meaningful backup. Right. <sighs> Yeah, Kiki Kingsley, I think, makes sense. I wanted to put Dean Lowry on here, but they gave him an extension, and he's a solid player. So, Are we in on Kiki? Yes, and he's probably going to get picked. 928K. Hate to do it. What about Christian Kirksey? Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, he can help them, but that's been a problem for his entire career. Right, and his his payroll jumps up to eight million in a contract year in twenty twenty one. I mean, they'd be in a big. They have a big hole at off ball linebacker, but 
I know they liked Oren Burks a fair amount. Yeah, I don't think it's really worked out. <sighs> Chill, dude. He's still so young. He's played two years. Well, do you do you think it's more likely to make Warren Burks available or Christian Kirksey available? Might need it to be Kirksey with his price tag. Right. Like that's we we haven't accomplished anything as far as clearing cap space yet. Or Still attempting to, or, or attempting to clear cap space. <laughs> These guys aren't getting picked. Well, somebody's got to get picked, though. So that's the thing about when I keep saying that. Right? Like, right we're not going to not field the team. <laughs> we're going to do the Chargers model and just field like eight defensive backs on defense. All right, so we got to come up with one more. So Kirksey's on. You put Kirksey on. I think on. he has to be. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, you know, Josh Jackson hasn't really materialized for two seasons. Nope, but Kevin King's in a f- contract year, and I don't think he's played well enough to really deserve a meaningful extension. So it could be his chance. Yeah. What about Kadar Holloman? He's possible. So it would come down to Dexter Williams, Kadar Holloman. I'm just going to throw the name Aaron Rodgers out there. Can't. I don't think I can do it. It would be the easy out of this shit contract, man. So you say, will you let the scouts make the decision for you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but here's the problem with doing that. More I think about it. You've reached the point of no return, right? If you make Rodgers available, he's already pissed. Go finish your career with an expansion team? Right. But if the scouts don't pick him and you make him available, there's hell to pay, right? Right. And if the scouts don't pick him and he's pissed and he's like, oh, I'm not playing for you, so trade me. He comes with a $31.5 million dead cap hit next year. Yeah, we can't, we can't put ourselves in that we position. We can't risk as the Packers – making Aaron any more angry than he probably already is that they used their first round pick on a, his replacement. So Dexter I mean, Williams or Kadar Holman. I'll let, I'll defer to you on this. I can go either one. I'll I would go with Dexter Williams because they just picked Dylan high and the secondary has got more depth issues coming up with expiring contracts. Okay. We've done it. We have exposed wide receiver Equinemius St. Brown at 949,000. Interior offensive lineman Cole Madison at a million. Defensive end Kingsley Kiki at 928K. Linebacker Christian Kirksey at 8 million. And running back Dexter Williams at $891,000. Oh, baby. We, the scouts got a few players today. <laughs> Needed it. Yeah, I feel good about it, man. And then, listen, we can tomorrow, we can just do – uh, who do we say we're going to do? We're going to do Minnesota and. You wanted to do an AFC West team. No, let's do the Colts. I just okay. said I wanted to do one of the 500 clubs. So Minnesota and Indianapolis. And should we just go ahead and pick the Ravens? Yes. Uh, and we're going to pick the Ravens. Players. Um, and, you know, honestly, we might be able to tuck the Lions in there too, because we'll have done the rest of that division. And we've already picked nine games for them as is. 
All right. We, our goal, folks, is we want to do this expansion draft live together. together. When, yeah. And, and we, you know, not math guys here on this podcast. So we're going to have to accelerate our pace just a touch to make sure we can fit that in. But because we're getting later into the schedule prediction, it means we have less games to pick per team. And we inevitably just end up bullshitting most of the time when we're doing that component of it anyway. So it cuts down on our opportunities to get sidetracked and went, and hence we're going to hit our marks. I feel really good about hit, us hitting everything we just said. Make no mistake about it. Kyle and I will go at the pace that is dictated by the information we have to cover. We can make one topic last 45 minutes or we can make five topics make last 45 minutes. It just depends on what's on the plate. Yeah, no question. So, so that's what you guys have to look forward to tomorrow. Uh, everything under the sun. So Face yourselves accordingly. You know, maybe call from work. Yeah, for sure. Get some popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Draft Dudes Podcast, continuing on our journey to the San Diego Scouts expansion draft and our predictions for the 2020 NFL season. Joe, I think that means we need to do our uh, playoff predictions from the predictions we're putting together in person as well. So then that we, we can do the draft and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. So this in person, we're setting up for like finalizing the season, setting the draft order and doing the expansion draft. And quite honestly, probably doing the draft on uh, for the 2021 NFL draft as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good times ahead here. Let's go. Season. We're done here. Come back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Draft Dudes.